Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, one of your, or your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order scene by scene until the end of time. Now, it is interesting that you started to say one of your other hosts. That's because, true. James, today you actually are one of our other hosts. That is Because correct. we have another other host. And that is Tracy Wheatley. Hello. It, it's a me. Mario. Is no. that is that the correct charm and energy that you were hoping I would bring to this episode? Um, you know, it's fine. We've got four more. I mean, we've got three more episodes, so you can... <laughs> You can, you know, ramp it up. You already didn't wear your maroon shirt and, and right. have your sort of stubble, and, and it was kind of doomed from the but... start. So. <laughs> I'll zero yeah, in great. by the fourth one. <laughs> that you know, that's how it tends to be. You know, you, yeah. the first one you're testing the waters. Mm-hmm. The second one you kind of actually get in the water. Then you start actually swimming. You right. Know? I got to yeah, find yeah. the um, left boundary. Got to find the right boundary. Then I can hit mm-hmm. the middle. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. um, so, uh, Tracy, before we get into anything related to the the podcast well no that's not true hang on <laughs> let me rewind that tracy before we get into what this episode is about mm-hmm. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history with agents of shield i think specifically because i feel like that's your your main marvel squeeze if i'm not you know mistaken yes it is i when did i start watching it pretty early when it started coming out when did it when did agents of shield start Agents of uh, Shield. 2013, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I started watching it like pretty much right away. And then whenever it was like on Netflix or Hulu or whenever I could watch it. So it ended up that I would only get to see it every, you know, year. And then I'd forget about it. And then I'd come back <laughs> in and watch it. And I'd be like, what is happening? But then I'd be <laughs> obsessed with it. Like one time I was really upset about something that was going on with Fitz and Simmons before I went to work, where I worked with my best friend, Rebecca. And I wrote her a poem about how upset I was <laughs> over the situation that was playing out in the TV show. So that's kind of where I'm coming have, in from. Do you have when that I need poem? to see that poem? Yeah, do you have oh, that I mean, I don't still? have it with me. If I find no, it, I just when mean I get, you have it though, right? I think Perhaps? I do in a notebook Perfect. at home. Well, if Fitz is in it, we have some time before we're going to need it. But yes. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's really weird to think about how Fitz is going to be one of the last people that we yeah. introduce from like the main cast of this show, which yeah. is a fascinating little aspect of it. Yeah. Really, it is. I love yeah. how time works. Yeah, it's weird. And speaking of time, Ooh. this episode gets you know a little weird with it, and they start to get into what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, so real quick, let me tell you where we're at. We are at... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 1, the clip that we're watching starts at 5 minutes and 36 seconds and ends at 8 minutes 52. Um, The essential aspect of this scene is it's Simmons catching everybody up, um, but just sort of as a very brief play-by-play, as I said, Simmons walks everyone through essentially what's happening and the fact that they are now back in time she explains that there are things called launch windows this is the scientific um explanation of course um and it's extremely vague and essentially it's what they're following the chronicoms through time with and everyone's like so the zephyr is now a time machine she's like oops a daisies i guess so (laughs) um and everyone is essentially like why that 
year. And Simmons I was is like, just thinking that. Yeah. And Simmons is like, honestly, who knows? It's not on the wiki. Um, and so then they say hello to Enoch, who is, you know, has the world's largest headphones on. And he just starts screaming over the sound of the many frequencies <laughs> that he's listening to in order to find uh, Chronicom um, activity. I almost said agency. And I was like, that's not the word. Right. Then they start to sort of formulate a plan. Mac sidelines slash quarantines yo-yo until they know for sure that she's safe. Because, you know, you kind of don't want to release a contagion into the public if you might be contagious. Can't imagine why that feels relevant right now. Hmm. Um, hmm. 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 Um, and then also he's like, oh, and Daisy, by the way, love the purple hair. Got to dye it back. <laughs> um, they send the worst teammate of all time. Uh, out into the world to get clothes and like materials, um, and I and just... he did a great job. Listen, we're gonna get there. We're not there yet, but I'm gonna make Oof. Colin eat those words about. That. No, here's the thing. Every anytime you know he's Deke Shaw on this show, I'm going to say that Deke Shaw. He's the worst, and you two are gonna be like he's the best, and I'm gonna go no, no. You are you are you may have disliked him at first, and then our. Or at least I don't know how James feels about him, but my like staunch support of like, no, I love him. I love where Deke Shaw goes. He is great. Made you stick your heels as further as deep in the mud as you could possibly go. No, Say, no, I'm going to hate him forever and I'm never going to let him be redeemed in I, my heart. I think what happened was, is by the end, obviously he, I mean, as most characters do that are main characters, mm -hmm. if they are what's the word unsavory they tend to have some sort of redemption arc sure. i kind of went like okay good so he's good for something was sort of my ending <laughs> standpoint and i was kind of like okay finally thank you deke shaw gosh he's he okay yeah he went was through some peaks and valleys for me for sure, sure. like oh yeah we, we don't need to we don't need to get into it for like 15 years but um like when we first meet him i was sort of like yeah fine then i was like who is this guy? Oh, I really like him. Ugh. Oh, I really like him again. Sort of deal. But um, I just realized I don't think I ever even said who we're talking about. We're talking about yeah, Deke. Colson. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I, I just oh, sorry. I was sorry, sorry, sitting sorry, here sorry. going, we keep saying he, he, he. And I'm like, wait, did I say Deke at any point in there? Right. Because um, I, I just said they in sent editing, the worst person. And editing just put this in Deke Shaw. <laughs> like before when you say he before, yeah. take yeah. that in I'll, take I'll, that little I'll edit that in put him in sure. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be perfect um, problem solved that's timeline jumping they're gonna have to uh make a timeline podcast about this show because you're gonna be all goofy with the ooh. the timeline i like that i see now you know yeah we're gonna have to have i, I would be interested to know if there was a way to someday make a map that shows the order in which we chronologically recorded things. We are recording this on September 2nd, 2021. Thank you. Uh, That's how we're going to do that. some of these are very out of order. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, like we have episodes like 30 of this, yep. of this sequence yeah. already in the can. And this is part four of this episode. So, right. you know, it's again, time. It's we, weird. We've recorded that an episode that refers us. back to this episode that we are currently in the middle of recording oh, that yeah, we recorded right. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you're right. I forgot about that as well. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Um, so, so the only thing that I have here or uh, that I think I could be wrong again, because 
sometimes doing things out of order does make me forget things. But I am pretty certain that this is the first time we've ever met uh, Yo-Yo. Correct? And Deke. Yep. Oh, shoot. Okay. I didn't do like any, but, oh, well, I'm, I can't find that out. <laughs> that's on, say, I didn't that's do like any bridge. research. <laughs> no, for some reason I thought we'd met Deke, and I don't know why. Um, no, but, we, we actually had, I had Yo-Yo and Deke in like episode two when we met the rest of them, but they, they weren't actually in there. So we actually see uh, Yo-Yo, Deke, and we see um, it's a man in the box, but we don't uh, actually see her for very long. Um, it's so, my man in a box. All right. Yeah. Um, so I did, so, I, I did Avengers Ensemble for two of the three, if we want to do that now. Sure. Avengers Ensemble. So Yo-Yo in the comics is also known as Slingshot. I don't believe they ever used that name in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They did. Um, they did? There was well, there, there was a special six-part miniseries brought to you by, like, Geico or something. Sure. Called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. colon Slingshot that was uh, a Yo-Yo-centric uh, story arc. I did not know that. That That's is cool. interesting. Okay, well, it's on the I, timeline. We'll get to egg it eventually. On, egg on my face, I guess. Um, so Yo-Yo is actually a character that was introduced in comics first. Oh, really? Um, yeah, many of the Agents of Shield were not. Yeah. Um, and, you know, most of them were in fact like made for the show, and then later on deposited into comics. Um, but it, uh, it. Let's see, the first um, episode. Nope, the first comic that she makes an appearance is is in Mighty Avengers number thirteen which was July of 2008. And then in uh, 2017 in secret warriors, volume two, number one, uh, yo-yo dies. Um, so, you know, about nine Whoops. years later. I don't love that. Whoopsie. I mean, here's the thing in comics, people come back all the time. So I'm I, sure, yeah. I'm sure we'll see slingshot again. Um, but slingshot was created by Brian, Michael Bendis and Alex Malieve. Um, Brian, Michael Bendis is like a huge name for sure. Yeah. Um, within the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yo-Yo uh, Rodriguez in the comics was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico, the daughter of a known super criminal, John Horton, better known as the Griffin, not Griffin McElroy, <laughs> but it's like capital T, the Griffin. Um, like the half animal, like the, yeah, the half other beast. animal. Yeah. Now, actually, yeah, yes, correct. Yes. Through her father's mutated DNA, she somehow gained super speed. Which that is one of my favorite explanations that comics can give, where they just go yep. somehow they got this power. I love that. It just leaves like why do yeah. you care? They can do they cool leave, things. Yeah, That's they, they the leave point. all these little openings for people to just explain it whenever they want. But until right. then, they go. I don't know. Who knows? Hey, I have a, um, I have a head cannon here for a second, just really quick. Uh, Want to check yeah. in? The guy that invented the first human torch, who was an android. Yep. Um, it was named Phineas Horton, and. Mm. So Interesting. I'm, in my headcanon, that is Yo-Yo's grandfather. Ooh. I wonder. You know what? I'm go we're going to go down a real quick rabbit hole. I'm going to click on John Horton, and I'm going to see if he has any uh, any families, family members. Hey, while you do that, um, can we all agree that no. Slingshot is like a co much cooler name than Yo-Yo? Like, yeah. See, <laughs> well, Yo-Yo is a, like a nick cute nickname. Right. Yo-Yo is kind of like Max, like cutesy name for her too. Yeah. Well, not to get too much into it, because I think she actually solves this problem in these two episodes, one of these two episodes. But 
as far as she or she does it, but at, at some point in the series, Yo-Yo refers to the fact that she always comes back to the same place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like a slingshot doesn't come back to the same place. It just goes real fast. Right. See, I need to rewatch this yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you, you are correct. Yo-Yo is definitely like the nickname that Mac gives. And then slingshot yeah. is like definitely like the superhero name. <laughs> um, and then now for my least favorite person uh-huh. and uh, Tracy's <laughs> favorite person. It's Tracy. It's just Tracy. No, it's Did you know Deke I'm Shaw. an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> I, you know, look, I would watch every episode all the time uh-huh. if it meant that you were going to get like a residual check. Thank you. Uh-huh. And for, for no reason, reason like supporting your art or whatever, but just money. Well, no, that's what I mean. Just for I'm money. Saying, <laughs> I only cares about money, and I would no, support your. So like, you're I'm leading up to getting a cut. Is no, what I'm saying <laughs> I'm supporting Colin's you. Colin's trying to be an work. agent of Agent of Shield, and <laughs> I'm gonna cut all of that. Um, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Colin doesn't like say, to be seen in the negative light. Oh God, they're taking me away. Wait, Agents of Shield would be so funny if it was a show about um, Nick Fury wants to get into acting. <laughs> <laughs> See, the funny thing is, is that in um, in the 1940s, you'll find that there's a special SSR location that is an acting agency. But don't worry, that'll be five years from now. So yeah, we'll get you know, there. We'll get to it. We'll get there. Sorry. Um, Deep. Okay. No, my point is, is, if you were in the show, I would support you and the show way more than I do already because I'd be like I love Tracy so much better than Deke but what so if it's it. Tracy Wheatley and Deke Shaw taking on crime and getting married and that's the show would you still watch it uh I would ooh, watch ooh. it ooh. and I would love watch 50% eyes. of it Ah. okay that's you fair. say watch my eyes <laughs> yeah yeah to see if you're lying yeah oh yeah sorry your yeah. eyes I'm bug out when close. you lie just kidding I have no idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> I sneeze uncontrollably. No, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's fine. No. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, so real, real fast. Deke Shaw does not show up in comics, um, so there's nothing to do with that. However, I do want to get to a very quick alias investigations. Oh no! Alias investigations. Is this a Colin original original recipe Colin edition where you just freestyle on Deke for? <laughs> okay, you know what? That would be really funny. Uh, wow, look at this! The first alias is uh, is the worst person in the show. That's crazy. And look at this attribution. Oh, it's to Colin M. Parker. Thank you so Wasn't much. One of Enoch's aliases literally the worst because of Fitz. Yes, that? because of uh, yeah, because of Fitz. He's he's like you are literally the worst. And he's like that's really good. And he's like, that was really I good. don't know why you think that, but Let's I value you, you as a friend. And then he's like, that was like I want Fox. to rip your head off. And he's like, thank you. Let's go do this. And he's like, ah, yeah, it's a great, great, great dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, I want to tell you that there are, hang on, there are 26 aliases for Deke. One for every letter what? of the alphabet. Pretty much. I mean, that, I, that would be crazy if they managed to do that. If there was like an alphabet of Deke Shaw, that would be the only cool thing. They just woven into the show. Asshole. Like, Butthead. <laughs> wow. Tracy, you're doing my work for me. I know. Um, no, I will say, though, his first one is piece of waste, uh, which I think is their way of saying piece of shit because yep. they can't get away with it. Right, right. Snake. Yep. Pragmatist. Genius. Eh. Buddy. Okay. Dude. Drunk. Huckleberry. 
life model decoy. Okay, weird. <laughs> Einstein. That's really funny. Hold on one second. Life yeah. model decoy. Decoy. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, boo. Um, Einstein. <laughs> eh. Scrappy do. Now here we go. That's, That's a great good. insult. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Sweetie. That's like a, a meta insult. Which I think is very funny. To sh- like, you know, when you like say, don't pull up, you know, Tracy kind of thing, right? Right. It's like, I love that someone's like, don't be such a deke. And he's like, yeah. I am deke. And they're like, ooh, yikes. Um, <laughs> kid, spaceman, idiot, bro, lemons, canary in a coal mine, squirrel, damaged person, commander, visionary, bay, but that one was, oh, wait, that's weird. That, this one's from Tracy. That's crazy. <laughs> Mystery man, mastermind, talker, target, code yellow, exhausting, yes, old deke, guy from future, (laughs) Uh, motor mouth, tech billionaire, man out of time, wizard, work in progress, hack, loser, nothing, joke, cowboy, the D, Zima, man in charge, Stalinite, Ivan, toaster salesman, Peter Pan, dreamer, fraud, attention-seeking son of a bitch, and little weirdo. Also, I just realized that some of these have the same attribution, so there's actually more than 26 in these. Yeah. I don't know how um, many that was, but that was a crazy was a amount. Of I'm aliases. glad that you said that, Colin, because I was like, this is a, this is a long list of 26 things. I really thought it was going to be much shorter than that, and halfway through this I went, I can't believe I'm still doing this. You could cut some of those four spoilers if you wanted to. That's true. There's at least three in there that I can cut. Because you know, like, we I'll haven't gotten out... to yet. Yeah. I'll cut all the ones that are um, nice Very specific. Light. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll, I'll leave only the, oh, nice the light. ones. Got it. Yeah. But re- release the non-Colin edit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Zack Snyder cut of this episode. Okay. So those are all the things he's been called in the series. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. That's everything that I have. So Tracy, go. So I really enjoyed this clip. (laughs) (laughs) I I, uh, love how they introduced Enoch and the Zephyr being the time machine, like real sweet. Uh, And it's like in 1931. So that's cool. All facts. All All facts. Um, all right. Well, Tracy, can I can I do a, a couple segments that, that I usually yeah, like to do? Yeah, can you guide me yeah. through this experience? Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, one of the segments I do is called... Avengers Ensemble. And the theme song for Avengers Ensemble will play. Okay. I was like, which one is this? <laughs> yeah. I thought you uh, forgot. Okay, so Avengers Ensemble is where I talk about the actors that play the characters. Yes. Um, so Yo-Yo Rodriguez is played by Natalia Cordova Buckley. She was on 62 episodes of Agents, Agents of Shield. She was she played Frida Kahlo in Coco, um, which is oh. reason oh. number 155 that I need to oh. finally actually watch that movie. Yes, please. Oh. Uh, she was on two episodes of Bates Motel. Mm, she was in four episodes of Mayans MC, which I looked up. That is a uh, Sons of Anarchy spinoff show. Hmm. Um which is uh, all like an all Latinx motorcycle club. That's what MC stands for. Um, she was on. She had. She has seven years of credits with Mexican TV and movies. And finally, her birthday is the day after Aaron's. Like literally, the actual next day. She is one day younger than Aaron. Oh my god! Um, which is pretty cool. Um, Deke is played by Jeff Ward. 
Um, he was Tracy's dancing. Uh, he was in the the. I, th- I feel like it was like a short called "Fund the Bat" as the Batman. Mm. Um, it fe- that feels like a uh, like a like a college humor parody thing. I'll tell you this: I don't dislike Jeff Ward. I do think it's a thing of. I think that you can be a great actor because, like, again, we're way ahead of this, but like, think of like John Walker in. Falcon, Falcon and the Winter, Falcon, what the heck? Falcon, Falcon and the Winter, the winter Soldier. Soldier. <laughs> uh, yeah, Winter Soldier. Uh, no, but like he did such an amazing job of making mm-hmm. people hate him. Yeah. And that's what I feel like Deke was. Like I don't Tom think Felton. Jeff Ward was like, I'm playing this right. like you should love him. You know, I never got that necessarily. Right. Like I do think based on the nicknames, he very clearly was supposed to be like a snake in the grass and a piece of waste. You know what I mean? Like. So I get it. So I think Jeff mm. Ward does an amazing job, and I'm sure Jeff Ward is a great guy. Um, in yeah, fact, you know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first one to say it. Jeff Ward, if you want to come on the show, because I know you're a listener, <laughs> Jeff oh, Ward, if you want to show up on this podcast, please come in. Oof. I would love I would love to meet you, not Deke. I want to love I want to meet you. I want to love you. Not Deke. I started to say I love you. <laughs> you yeah, would, I, I mean, I would have to be on that one, obviously, so he could have of some balance well, of the. Deke Colin would have him on for like a you know Doctor Strange clip because it's like I want you, Jeff Ward, because you're part of the. <laughs> but I don't want you to talk about <laughs> we Deke, can't talk with, about especially Deke. with you on camera because. Well, anyway, anyways, so Doctor Strange walks in. <laughs> um, okay. okay. So uh, he was also in, he was in 45 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he played Charles Manson in the movie, in the TV movie, Manson's Lost Girls. Okay. Wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and my new headcanon is that he tried to go by the singular name Jeff Ward, like <laughs> Edward, but with Jeff and... No one bought it, and they were like, so Jeff Ward then? He's like, yeah, I guess it's fine. Jeff Ward would be incredible. Jeff Ward. Hi, I'm Jeff Ward. I'm not calling you that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's not your name, actually. All right. I guess you can just call me Deke. So Jeff Ward was it. Um... (laughs) His original name was Jeff Bridges, and he's like, look, I need a stage name. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I, my other note is that we I said we we just see May for a second, so I didn't cover her here, and I wrote that because I already covered her in an er, in an episode we recorded earlier that we are releasing later. Time is weird, so we've got two more segments left in this episode. Uh, James has the one to end it, mm-hmm. but I am going to bring in a guestion for Tracy. <gasps> guestion music. Okay, well, like now that. Tracy. What they'd send Deke out to get is essentially they're like, hey, look, we got to blend in. We got to do stuff. You know, here's a f- you know, fat stack of cash. Go get us some, you know, get us the good stuff. You know, is this the, this is the this is the the, um, the segment where uh, Gemma pulls a uh, Doc Brown. Right. And she opens the drawer and it has like cash yeah. throughout yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. one of my favorite time travel tropes is I have all the cash. I collected them all. Listen, I have all the money. Which, <laughs> That's the correct way to how be. did she do that? She had time. She's Gemma. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, how could she not? Uh, actually, to be honest with you, I bet you Enoch had it. I oh, bet. Yeah, 
Do you know how easy it would be to counterfeit money in 1931 with the technology <laughs> oh, so she had? Of like 2018, yeah. Are you pitching us on a 1931 crime that you and me and Colin are going to go back and commit? Yes. Obviously. Holy shit. This is, forget the, the stock market crashing. We're going to know everything, baby. Um, I'm going to come back and not have any worries whatsoever. Yes. It's incredible. Okay, here's my question, though. Um, okay. Tracy. Yes. The three of us go back in time to do this big counterfeit. Uh, counterfeit you know, crime. It's alliteration. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Yep. Uh, but we need clothes. We need to fit in. Yes. So I want you to give me your best like shopping montage and tell me the outfits that you are purchasing with Perfect. this fat stack of cash. For the three of us? Yeah. So nice. basically I want you to like pretend like James mm-hmm. and I are paper dolls. Ooh, and I just like, like it you already. Know, fold the fold the little clothes over us. Sure. And then also for yourself. Get yourself something nice, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick something up for yourself too. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a part of this crew. <laughs> okay. So I would have to first of all, I'd have to go really sneaky to get to the store because mm. I don't have any of the nineteen thirties clothes, so I have to get there in my normal street clothes. Right. Yeah. Deke was wearing like Marty McFly in the 1950s yeah. outfit, which is kind of a cool thing too. Yeah. But I agree. You'd have to, you'd be like, they'd be like, woman wearing pants. What are you doing? <laughs> how, how dare you? And then she must um, be a communist. I'm from Canada. <laughs> that explains it. Oh, yeah. No, right. That's fine. Honestly, I could pull it off. Um, <laughs> so I go, so I have a fat sack of cash, right? I'm going to go mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the most expensive store because we are mm-hmm. like riding out of here in style. And nice. it's going to be really hard not to be influenced by what they actually wear. But I want to look like a flapper. Like just mm-hmm. so oh. not only do I have to get the clothes, but it's a lot of sparkles, a lot of sequins. That's not really blending in, is it? But what's, I what's hilarious s- about this is that it's 1931. So it'd be the like you were dressing up as like, a, like in mid 2000s fashion. Like raver fashion or like like scene kid fashion, which is very funny. You know what? I'm gonna keep it because <laughs> <laughs> I would. Tracy in 2021 would go see uh, the Strokes in. <laughs> I get. I guess bell bottoms are coming back, but I get like Jordash. I'd bedazzle sure. the shit out of them. Yeah. I think I'd make that mistake if I was back in time to be like, oh, it's so close. I want to. I just want to do it. Um, <laughs> But then, so I would get my outfit and I'd obviously get heels because I think legally you have to at that point if you're a woman. And uh, for you, you would both get striped pinstripe suits because I think that would look really cool. And a hat that's tilted. And pipes, Uh, you're going to match because I can't make two different outfits. No, James, you're going to be in (laughs) like a dark emerald green. And I think we all have gloves too because that sounds fun. All right. And I do go to the hair salon to get my like hair boxing and the, my finger waves done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Finger, yeah. yeah. Pink cool. red boxing gloves <laughs> yeah. and a yeah. really pretty green suit. That's what James is wearing. <laughs> like like uh, Christmas Day coming to fight you. I I pay the shoe shine person so much. Oh, and nice. you, you can see yourself in your shoes when you get them. And they retire on that money. <laughs> they They're like five whole dollars. They Holy shit! Openly lady. weeping while they shine the shoes. <laughs> That's why they get so shiny. It's the tears. Yeah, it's the tears. Like, you know. It's the great you don't depression. Get good tear shines anymore. My wife has eight children, and this is four dollars. <laughs> We're gonna live off this forever. 
So yeah, that's what we wear. Good. And Excellent. we look very on, good. James, James no, gets no, green. What do I it. get? That's oh, it. Right. Um, so <laughs> James is like, nope. Colin, what's your you color? On dink? My color? Yeah. What color that wouldn't clash with green? You get like a deep blue. It's very rich. Okay. I'm silver. Right, of course. Oh, of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah, that works. Do you have the I like flapper that. dress that's like? I think the whole it's fringy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. It's like fringe on. I one wish I could layer. put a visual into an audio podcast. I wish I could show <laughs> it, you the motion. It looks that like James made for the dress. It was, <laughs> was like I a ham jellyfish. No, you, you were completely correct, <laughs> but it was like a jellyfish, it. and it was incredible. It was. I mean, that, that's why I was saying I want to put it in because it was so perfect. I mean, you know, immediately those, those, I knew what you were asking before you even said it. Those dresses actually were designed so that if there was a big herd of flappers and a lion came in, it would confuse them by all the fringe going everywhere. Like zebras, only yeah. uh, rich women. Right. Sure. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I feel like zoos probably weren't very well kept and just yeah, probably no, no. lion escapes are lion, common. For sure. Okay. It was an honor system back then. Would you just buy a lion as well for part of our heist here? Ooh. PETA I mean, that'd be fun. If it's for us to keep or if you're just going to let it loose as part of the distraction, you know? The thing is, We've everyone's going to think we're celebrities anyway mm-hmm. because we're dressed so well and sure. we walk sure. so cool and we talk so different. So, mm. mm-hmm. All right. That, yeah, that's true. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I do have one final question. <laughs> what is a celebrity in 1930s? <laughs> well, I was going to well, not quite. It's more of I want to know how... Like what we say or how we talk differently versus 1931, that would give people the illusion that we're celebrities. Because I am literally obsessed with this idea now. I want to know if like dude is somehow there like, wow, fancy terminology. Fancy lad with fancy language. (laughs) Well, a dude, that's a word back in the day. Well, I know punk, you would not want to call anyone a punk. No, you wouldn't want to call anyone a punk for sure. Um, That is not great. Um... A man or a guy, and then verb, you know, you can dude. At late 19th century, probably shortened from doodle, perhaps an allusion to Yankee Doodle Dandy. So dude was for sure already a thing. Weird. Yeah. Do you think that your Wisconsin accent would trick the people of New York? Into thinking I was from Canada? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was going to say, you know, just like a fancy lass. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Probably. You know, 1931, Wisconsin was actually part of Canada briefly. <laughs> do, wait, Colin, do people not think I'm a fancy lass now with my accent? So anyway, James, the next seg- <laughs> segment uh, is on you. Uh, what's Whoa. your segment? Yeah, I'm going right, to bow Moving out. swiftly on, moving <laughs> swiftly on. Um, he said it, I didn't. So the next segment is uh, the music of 1931. And uh, Tracy, this is a segment that because we're going to be in 1931 for so very long, I'd like to try and immerse us into what kind of music we were listening to. So I uh, went on Wikipedia and found the hits of 1931. And then below that, the blues hits of 1931 also. Um, so it's like a lot of big band white people stuff and country and then like blues and, and, and like other country anyway. So this is from the latter list. Um, this is by, uh, this is a song called Southern can is mine and it is by a musician named blind Willie McTell. And he is 
very famous-ish. If you, you know, in the in the right circles, he's pretty famous for the era. Um, let's see, he uh, he was a Piedmont blues and ragtime singer and guitarist. He played a fluid he played with a fluid syncopated fingerstyle guitar technique common among many exponents of Piedmont blues. Unlike his contemporaries, he came to use 12-string guitars exclusively. Uh, McTell was also an adept slide guitarist, unusual among ragtime bluesmen. His vocal style, a smooth and often laid-back tenor, differed greatly from many of the harsher voices of Delta bluesmen, such as Charlie Patton. Wow, specific shout-out to Charlie Patton. He wasn't like him. Uh, McTell performed in various musical styles, including blues, ragtime, religious music, and hokum. He was born in uh, 1898 in uh, in Georgia. He learned to play guitar. I, I don't. There's. A, I have a big long thing that I pasted here. Basically, he never produced a major hit record, but he had a prolific recording rec- career with different labels and under different names in the 1920s, 30s. Sorry, in the 1920s and 30s. Um, and then in 1940, he was recorded by folklorist uh, John A. Lomax and Ruby Terrell Lomax. Um, the Lo- Tracy, do you know the Lomaxes? Are you no, either of you familiar with the Lomaxes? Isn't that what that one? Uh, is that isn't that what that Dr. Seuss book is about? That's the Lorax. So close, but not really. <laughs> um, think the Lorax, but if the trees were uh, folk musicians. Um, and actually, that's actually fairly close. So they were from the Smithsonian, um, and basically their mission was, the yeah, um, okay. well, the in, the institute. So yes, well, oh, yeah, you know what I mean. They were basically they took record. They took you know in 1940 they went um, with re- big you know tape recorders basically, but you know big huge oh, honking yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and went up to like uh, Appalachia and like the Delta and all this stuff, and basically went up to people on their porches and were like. Hi, can you, do you know, can you play music? Would you play me some music? And like, it was such a crucial thing because it, um, these recordings, I mean, not only were they nice, good recordings for uh, white rock musicians in the 1960s to completely rip off Led Zeppelin, but um, they also were, you know, intrinsic in, in preserving this culture that was basically, you know, oral tradition up until this point. Um, so the the, Loma, the Lomax is uh, I think John I think the A stands for Alan John A Lomax I don't know if John A Lomax is the father or the son because or the Holy uh, Ghost or the Holy Ghost <laughs> right right no Sorry. that's the Holy Ghost is Ruby Terrell Lomax and everyone knows that um, no um, but the the guy went with his son and his wife I think um, anyways it was a whole family thing where they basically for years and years and years went and recorded and that's how like. People like Blind Willie McTell and like Muddy Waters and stuff got discovered was because these people basically went door to door. They had like, you know, it's like uh, bedroom recordings, but they Mm. were doing like it was someone coming over to your house and being like, hi, I'd like to publish you on SoundCloud, please. Two, three, four. And you're like, I do know this one song that no one else around me knows. So (laughs) so freaking wild. But they could also do things like track the... um, how a song is sung and like the words and like presentation of stories and, and stuff like, um, uh, like a early song, like stagger Lee, you know, you know, the song stagger Lee, like it's like a, there's a, there's sort of a, a, it's like a blues song. Um, like the clash have done it and Bob Dylan's have done it, have done it. It's basically like a kind of like, we're going to talk about Minnie the Moocher on next episode that Tracy's on sort of like that, where there's a character that appears in songs 
and like it's sort of like a shorthand for this kind of character staggerly basically is a criminal who basically walks up to someone at a bar and just plain old shoots them just like shoots them dead um and it's like a, a real a real badass but not in the good way um Sort of like a real asshole. There it is. Yeah, there, um, that's the word. A bad <laughs> asshole. I guess that's really what what I'm saying. The Lomaxes are like uh, going around and being able to like trace. Oh, here's how this song has made its way up the Appalachian Mountains, or you know, down or up the. Anyways, so all that to say, basically, um, he influenced uh, the Almond Brothers, who covered Statesboro Blues. Bob Dylan, who paid tribute to him in his 1983 song "Blind Willie McTell." Um, which is a song that he didn't release on an album until they were releasing they were releasing bootlegs, like the the official bootleg series or whatever. And this song Blind Willie McTell is on it. And people are like, why wasn't this on an album? It rules. And it does. Um so that's where I first heard of him. Um and then the only other thing is this song, uh, which it's called Southern Can is Mine, and I make this joke in the future, but uh that does refer to basically that's like a, a weird way of saying I'm going to kick your ass. Like your Southern can is mine. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to use that on car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should, you should um, kick your ass. And it was on the second white stripes album, white stripes album distill. Um, because Jack white was like, the album was named after this art movement that was sort of contemporary with blind Willie McTell. And so Jack white was like, these are sort of happening at the same time. They're sort of both like, Sure. Outliers in their group or whatever. So we're going to cover this Blind Willie McTell song. Um, and that is how, that is when you search Southern Can is Mine, you mostly get White Stripes hits back. So interesting. That wow. is how the culture is being preserved. Um, and that is the music of 1931. A bunch of these musics of 1931 were like recorded and maybe like published in 1930 sometimes, but they like were big in 1931. And that's the case for this. Um, sure. For this one. I see. But that is going to do it for that segment. And I'm going to take us out of here with social media, if that mm-hmm. is in, yes. in keeping with that, what everyone wants to do. Um, we have several uh, Twitter handles to, to give you. Uh, first is for the show, and that is at Timeline Scav. Um, the second thing is uh, our network, which is the Scavengers Network, can be found on Twitter at Scavengers Net. I can be found on Twitter at Unabashed James. Tracy, where can you be found on Twitter? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Adeals Warlock. And Colin, what about you? Where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter and most places at Colin M. Parker. Excellent, excellent. And uh, we'd also like to thank Nick Bramald, who did our uh, intro and outro. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Yep. You can find him on Twitter at N Bramald, that is B-R-A-M-A-L-D, or Nick Bramald Composer.co.uk. I want to recommend a Scavnet show, and I'm really excited to be very self-serving here. Um, it is a new Scavengers Network show, new to the network, and it's called Frankenstein's Jukebox. Um, it's where um Daniel and um <clears throat> and me um we <laughs> we pick a song uh from a given year. We each pick a song, and if there's a guest, they pick a song. Everyone picks out three aspects of the song that they like. Uh, something like it, you know, even from, like, lyrical content to chords that are used to a weird thing that someone does, you know, in the middle or whatever. Sure. Um, and we take all those aspects um, and sort of 
stir them up in a soup and pull out a new song. We basically conceptualize, write, and record a new song uh, that comes out um, roughly every month. Um, the, the show comes out every month, second Wednesday of every month. Um, and then the we call those song promises because um, they're like song compromises. Um, and those come out when we're done with them. Like right now we have mm-hmm. one from uh, two months ago that we're, we're still tracking down a, a good vocalist for, for example. Um, sometimes they go fast, sometimes they go slow. But uh, that is Frankenstein's Jukebox, which you can find on Twitter at Frank's Jukebox and on the Scavengers Network. That's going to do it for us for today's episode of Timeline Scavengers. I'm James Anderson. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Tracy Wheatley. Excelsior! The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.